on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Swing and a drive into center and hit very deep and playable for Lorenzo Cain at the wall, and the Brewers shut out Philadelphia. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Pauling. How do you answer a 12-0 loss? Well, you put up 10 the next day and have your own shutout. 10-0. Brewers get the win over Philadelphia, the first win against Philadelphia this year. Nice pitching performance from Eric Lauer. Clearly a good offensive day for the club. It all comes together, and you like to have a day like this, especially if you end up playing the Phillies in the postseason, which is still at least a possibility. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine will be alongside coming up in just a moment or so. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk. A text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers get the win. It is 10 nothing over Philadelphia. We'll go through the highlights. We'll hear from Craig Council. We'll hear from you. we got a lot to do, and we'll continue on with the program in just a moment here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. Swing a high, towering drive to left. Way back and gone. Into the Miller Lite beer pen, up above the Brewers' pen. And a two-run shot from Avi Garcia, his 25th of the season. That was a shot. Brewers win 10-0 over Philadelphia. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. We bring in Augie and... This was, uh, it all starts today with Eric Lauer. Seven innings, four hits, five strikeouts, one walk. Uh, it, this was as good as he's looked. He was able to mix his pitches. He, it, it felt like he was always in complete command of what was going on. You know, the one thing that impressed me, and I thought coming into the game, the, di- the difference in this game was going to be because you're facing a very tough pitcher in Aaron Nola. He's the kind of guy that you think about Cy Young each year. He's so good. But when I thought what Eric needed to do, he needed to get ahead and stay out of 2-1 counts. Mm-hmm. And he's, he did that all night long. Really with his fastball, used all quadrants of the strike zone, was able to use that cutter when he needed to and a little bit of a slider, but he only had one three-ball count that I counted in in the first seven innings. It might be two, but I thought it was one that I counted. He went three balls on, on one hitter, but straight in command, using all his pitches. When he needed a ground ball, he was able to get that good cut fastball down and uh, get it in on right-hand hitters and get it away from left-hand hitters. Very much in control. When you throw the ball, you get ahead. Uh, and stay away from those two one counts. You're going to do, do a pretty good job, and tonight I thought he was very good. In terms of mixing his pitches, he throws 29 four-seam fastballs, 22 sliders, 16 curveballs, 14 change-ups, and then six cutters. That's a really good mix. That is an excellent mix. A little bit better than he did last time. I thought last time he was he was top-heavy with the cutter uh, with the cutter or slider in the fastball. This time he kind of worked it out. I like the way tonight he was able to take that breaking ball and get it over for strikes. You look at what he did with that pitch, that strike one count, or your 0-1 count or 1-0 count. Being able to throw that for strike really gets you back in the count, puts you in position to make a good pitch. And I thought he pitched well with his off-speed stuff. 
but his fastball really made a big difference. And I don't know if you want to call the the fastball uh, four seamer and the and the cutter the same style pitch, but both of them really played well in the quadrants. He was able to throw it for strikes and really the difference in the ball game. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good performance from Eric Lauer. And again, it just we keep having these discussions about who who's going to get the starts in the postseason. And uh, we saw what Adrian Hauser did recently. We saw what Eric Lauer did tonight. It's a good problem to have when you've got a lot of starting pitchers who are performing at a high level. Yeah, there's no doubt. And you get Eric throwing the ball like he is now, and you got Brett Anderson with that that veteran style pitching that he does, and when he's on, he's as good as any of them. But uh, and Adrian Hauser, the way he pitched the other day, was just fantastic. You've got guys set in position where they're starting to get the confidence as you go into late part of season. What you want these pitchers to do, no matter whether they're going to be a starter or they're going to be a reliever, you want them to get in a comfort zone that when they come in the ballgame, no matter when it is, that they command the strike zone. It's going to be so important. When you come out of that bullpen, the more strikes you throw, the better off you are. A 10-0 win for the Brewers today over the Phillies. We're live at American Family Field. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. 2-2. Colton Wong lines from the right center of base hit. Two more runs are going to score. And a big base hit by Colton Wong with two outs. Wow. Brewers get the 10-0 win. They knock off the Phillies. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk. at text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Joe in Bristol text in, says it seems like Yelich is becoming more and more at ease when at bat. He goes with the pitch and puts it where nobody is. Perfect timing as the playoffs near. He's hitting for average right now. We're not seeing a ton of power when he gets extra base hits. Like today, he had the one down the line, which is classic Christian Yelich down the line double. We, we, that's he's not putting it over the wall that much, but you don't need him to put it over the wall. If you take this exact version of Christian Yelich and just ride him out into the postseason, that makes you that much more dangerous. It is, and he's so dangerous. You see what he did tonight. First two time, first two hits he got went right back up up the middle on pitches on the middle part of the plate. Did a nice job of staying with the ball, going back up the middle. But I really like that last at bat you just talked about when he went down the left field line. That was a pitch up and away, and a pitch that he had struggled with. He had a problem pulling off that ball a little bit early in the season. That night, that tonight he got the bat in the back zone, really went for it and just put it a good swing on it. Was able to drive it down. That, like you just said, is vintage Yelich. And I'll tell you what, we'll take vintage Yelich anytime. Yeah, can, well, can you talk me through a little bit? Because most hitters go to the plate with the up-the-middle approach. That's that's a general approach to take. There's not a lot of hitters who go up to the plate looking to go down the lines. You go up the middle, it's going to, if you're hitting it hard up the middle, that's generally a, a pretty good recipe for success. But when you've got that pitch coming that you can do something with down the line and all these things are happening literally in tenths of a second, how tough is it to put that good swing on it where you are able to put it down the line? You know, it's making adjustments, and I think you get that from previous at-bats. I don't know if it's a – it might be a da, a, an at-bat the day before, but it, a couple times early in the ball game, they were trying to pitch him up and away, and he, and Yelly kind of just laid off. There were balls off the plate. He just laid off, and when he that, the first two times up, they tried to get the ball in, didn't get it there. He did a nice job of going back up the middle. Last time up, he was a little bit ahead. 
try to get that ball away from him. And he just put just a good swing. What you want to do when the ball's up and away, you want to stay on top of that ball, get that bat in the zone, and just let the let the bat do its work. And it did. He hit and did a nice job of swinging, going the opposite way way on it, waiting, letting the pitch go deep in the strike zone. And he just really did a nice job of hitting. That is vintage Yelich, and I I thought it was the of the all the at bats that he had tonight. That was my favorite at bat from Christian Yelich. Got a text message from uh, let's see, this is uh. Mike in Illinois says, nice bounce-back win. Wanted to ask a question on the bullpen for the playoffs. It's early, but there's no way that Dan, uh, Daniel Norris should make the uh, playoff roster. He throws hittable junk. I don't think that's totally fair. And I will, I'll be his, like, the, the raw numbers for Norris with the Brewers are not fantastic. We can't run away from that. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's got a 6.91 ERA. That's not good. He had a tough start. And he has not pitched especially well recently as he gave up multiple runs in each of his last two outings. But before his last two outings, he went one, two, three, four. He went five straight outings without giving up a run. And then those two outings, one was against St. Louis, one was uh, yesterday uh, against the Phillies. He had the blister or the cut, whatever it was, against St. Louis where he had to come out of the game. And things like that don't just heal overnight. And then there he is pitching two days later against Philadelphia. So if if the reason he struggled, if he doesn't give up those multiple runs in these last two outings, if he puts up zeros in those outings, then we're talking about a guy who's on a seven-game scoreless streak. That's not the way it was, but again, there was the issue with his finger. So what the Brewers, I think, have to figure out with him is, is he the guy that threw the five straight, five straight games without giving up a run, or and it's because of the finger issue, or is he the guy who's just overall got a six nine one ERA, and that's probably going to you know really indicate whether or not he's on the playoff roster or not. I think there's a couple of things you look at for for Daniel Norris. Number one, it's going to be the team you play in the matchups. That's going to play a big role on who you put in that bullpen and how you utilize them. I think one thing you do is when you get to this time of the season and he had a little bit of an injury, you go out and you struggle just a little bit. The next time you come in, you speed up the game. When I saw him pitch last night, it looked like he was trying to speed the game up, trying to do make one pit, make three pitches out of one pitch and not locate the pitches where he needed to locate them. When you do that, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. You get behind hitters. You don't locate your pitches. And I thought last night he was a little bit rushed to the plate. Those are the times when you're, you get out there and you're, you really want to play well. You're you're pumped up and the, and the adrenaline's going. You got to take that step off and you got to slow the game down and say go get back to what you do best. I just thought he was a little bit rushed last night. I think he's been throwing the ball good, like you said. Those five outings, he was really really good. And and last night he just seemed like he got rushed. And let's not forget yesterday he had a double play ball. Now he commits the air. He's the one That's who throws right. wide to second. So it's not like he was being impacted by somebody else. But. What what leads to some of those runs is his fielding mistake, not his pitching mistake. Yeah, absolutely. It was a tailor-made one-two-three double play. Mm-hmm. Perfectly made. Even if he goes a second, I think it was unexpected, and that's why it happened like it did. But that's a, when you're on the mound, you see bases loaded. First thing that comes to your mind, if you've been in the major leagues for any time, is one-two-three. Ball hit back to me. I'm going right back at the catcher. And I just think he got out of sorts there a little bit. 855-616-1620. The Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Brewers get a 10 nothing win over the Phillies. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Swing and a bullet back up the middle. 
Escobar is going to be waved around third. He's going to try and score. Here's the throw. It's not cut off. Escobar slides. He's in. Ball gets away from Marshawn. Down to second goes Christian Yelich. 3-0 Brewers on a run-scoring single by Yelly. Brewers get a win. They get a nice win today by a 10-0 score. You know, one thing that kind of gets lost in all of this, that three-run sixth inning, two outs, Luis Urias gets aboard on the strikeout wild pitch, and then that allows the entire inning to kind of explode the way it does. It's amazing what this club does. It's just like when you go back to the third inning when they scored the three runs. The at-bats were just so good. The Escobar at-bat was 12, 14 pitches, whatever it was. He gets the base hit. Christian comes up and really sets up sets up Nola Ruel, gets a, hits the ball back up the middle. But that when it started, and it was a strikeout, a wild pitch, leads to three runs. That just goes to show you this ball club when they're playing if you give them an inch they're going to take every inch they got and they're going to make something of it and tonight they showed it in that sixth inning yeah they uh they absolutely uh, absolutely did let's grab a text message uh from uh, doug who says looks to me like uh the four and five guys are pitching better than the two and three woodruff and peralta uh what a luxury it really they're going to be, you, you would think they're going to be fine, but yeah, absolutely. This time through the rotation, the stars of the rotation have been Adrian Hauser and Eric Lauer. Oh, they've been throwing the ball well. I, I tell you what, um, Adrian Hauser the other night was just fantastic. And you talk about a guy with, that has a dead, different demeanor, that confident demeanor on the mound that just goes out there and says, I'm going to throw my strikes. I'm going to go right at you. I'm going to, I'm going to look for that little bit of temperament where it's my game and you're going to try to beat me. He was fantastic. And I thought Eric Lauer was the same way. He had to show dominance early in the ball game. He did it right from the first inning on, make, making good pitches. He made a great couple of really good pitches in that first inning to get out. But I'll tell you what, from inning one, to inning seven, I just thought he went right after the hitters, didn't back off, and uh, really threw the ball very well. 10 nothing win for the Brewers over the Phillies. The post-game comments of manager Craig Council. That's up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers get the 10 nothing win over the Phillies. Eric Lauer was really, really good, throwing seven shutout innings, as you might expect. He is uh, who Craig Council spoke about as he opened up his post-game comments just a little while ago. Well, I, I, his tonight was really special. I thought he was excellent tonight. Um, you know, they, they just just in complete command of the game, complete control of the hitters, complete control of counts, um, executed, you know, a lot of pitches tonight. So um, just it was a great start by Eric. And, um, you know, he's throwing the ball well. I thought he was you know, almost overpowering at times tonight. Um, it was it was just a really good start. What does it do for the club to get an outing like that from him, an outing like Hauser gave you, you know, sort of from the, I don't know, I, the, we call it the back end of the rotation. I know you don't think about it like that, but just from throughout the rotation, get outings like that. Yeah, I mean, our, our success is, you know, on our entire pitching staff and, um these guys are taking the ball the same number of times that, you know, Brandon and Corbin and Freddie are, and, um, you know, it, it's meaningful. So they're, they're pitching good games. They're, they're getting deep into games. Um, and it's, it's obviously means a lot and they're, you know, putting up more, most importantly zeros. Um, and so it's, those lead to wins. So they're, you know, doing their part of the Eric's had two straight starts going through two, seven innings. That's, 
you know, any, any starter that's, that's significant. Um, so job well done. What went into the decision to have him hit for himself there with the bases loaded in the sixth? Was that a back and forth thing or did you know the whole way you were going to have him hit for himself? No, he was going to hit there. Um, I mean, I, I just thought the way he'd been pitching, you know, he was he was a, he was the candidate to get the seventh through the seventh inning out. So he had just pitched so well that he was going to get through that inning, and and he did. Craig, we've talked a lot about really good at one in that uh, third inning. Uh, he was behind O two right away, and then went nine pitches before he doubled. Yeah, that was that was the at bat of the game. It's kind of the at bat I circled as the at bat of the game. Um, just. You know, staying in it, um, you know, a spot where Esky knew he had to make contact and fell fell behind. Um, Nola made a couple of good pitches, I thought, to, to get ahead in the count. Um, and then Esky just said, I'm not, you know, I'm putting the ball in play. Um, and, he, and he battled to do it. And that's, you, you, you saw it, I think. Um, and, he, you know, he didn't didn't do anything great with it. Just just hit a ball, put, put a ball in play. But it, but it did something for him. He got rewarded for it. Craig, in, in a long inning like that with 37 pitches, how, how important is it to cash in on innings like that, like like Escobar did and then Yelly after him? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Um, you know, I mean, I, we had done, you know, you, we take a, you take a piece of them when you do that, but he, his, he'd thrown so few pitches the, the two innings before that it's not like his pitch count was out of control after that. If he, if he gets through that inning. So the, the game's in good shape, even, you know, if he puts up, just gives up one or whatever there, even if we forced a long, long inning. So it, it was good to cash in there for sure. Um, it, it, you know, eventually it made them go to their bullpen a little earlier because we had a lead. Um, and then that, that worked out well, worked out well later in the game. So, um, it's always important, I think, to, to cash in and to play with the lead against a, a good starter. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. Brewers get a 10 nothing win over the Phillies. How did it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 10-0, the Brewers knock off the Phillies as the Brewers have Eric Lauer on the mound. It's Aaron Nola getting the start for Philadelphia, and it would be the Brewers who would strike first. It would happen in the third. Lorenzo Cain leads that inning off with a base hit. However, he is then picked off of a first base, so that's the first out of the inning. Eric Lauer is coming up to the plate. He absolutely was going to bunt when Cain is on at first, but then when he's not at first, uh, Lauer is stuck swinging away. 2-2. Swing and ground ball sharply hit. In and out of the glove of Galvis. It should be a knock for Eric Lauer. Yeah, how about that? A base hit for Lauer brings up Colton Wong. Swing and a bullet into right of base hit. Lauer's going to go from first to third with ease. Wong around first. He's headed for second. He will stop there. It's a double for Colton Wong. The Brewers still not done. Next hitter, Eduardo Escobar. Curveball hit down the left field line. Slicing. It is a fair ball. It'll hop into the stands. An automatic double for Eduardo Escobar. And the Brewers have a 2-0 lead. And they still have one more run to go in the inning, thanks to Christian Yelich. Swing and a bullet back up the middle. 
Escobar is going to be waved around third. He's going to try and score. Here's the throw. It's not cut off. Escobar slides. He's in. Ball gets away from Marshawn. Down to second goes Christian Yelich. 3-0 Brewers on a run-scoring single by Yelly. Three runs on five hits in the inning. That was more than Eric Lauer was going to need as he just continued to roll through the Phillies. The Brewers add to their lead in the sixth inning. New pitcher Ramon Rosa replacing Aaron Nolup. Uh, very quickly strikes out of Isayo Garcia and get Omar Narvaez to pop out. So quickly two outs. Then Luis Urias strikes out swinging. However, there's a wild pitch that allows Urias to reach. That extends the inning. That ends up being a huge play because then Rowdy Telez gets a base hit. That puts runners on at the corners. Brings up Lorenzo Cain. He ends up walking during the walk. Uh, the uh, Brewers send Daniel Vogel back to the on-deck circle, trying to get the uh, Phillies to not intentionally walk Lorenzo Cain, whether it was unintentionally intentional, whether Joe Girardi was able to see through what the Brewers were doing, whatever it might be, it still resulted in uh, Eric Lauer coming up to the plate. Marshawn sitting right down the middle. He walked him with the bases loaded. So the strikeout and wild pitch to Urias with two outs. That's how it all started. Yeah, exactly. And it, they weren't done yet. Next hitter is Colton Wong. 2-2. Two, two. Colton Wong lines with the right center of base hit. Two more runs are going to score. And a big base hit by Colton Wong with two outs. Wow. So a three-run sixth inning, the second three-run inning for the Brewers. They would get another multiple-run inning, not three, but still not bad. Christian Yelich in the seventh, leading things off. A one-bouncer towards the middle. That'll sneak through for a base hit. Multi-hit game for Christian Yelich. Back-to-back two-hit games for Yelly. And it brings up a Visayo Garcia. Swing a high, towering drive to left. Way back and gone. Into the Miller Lite beer pen, up above the Brewers' pen. And a two-run shot from Avi Garcia, his 25th of the season. Yeah, that thing was, uh, that was hit hard. A lot of people are taking issue with the official stat cast numbers on it because they say 423 felt like it was deeper than 423 feet. Eric Lauer was done after seven innings, seven scoreless, and uh, Hunter Strickland comes in, throws up a zero in the eighth inning. Brewers would get back going in the bottom of the eighth. New pitcher for the Phillies, Aniel De Los Santos. Lorenzo Kane leads the inning off with a double. Uh, during the Daniel Vogelback at bat, there's a wild pitch that puts Kane to third, and then Vogelback walks. He was up as a pinch hitter. So runners on at the corners. Colton Wong strikes out, but then Eduardo Escobar does this. And the pitch, line to right, and going to drop for a base hit. One run is going to score, and on the play at second base, they get the force on Vogelback, which will eliminate the base hit. Oh, man. Yeah, Escobar gets a base hit taken away from him. Bryce Harper did a fantastic job 
out in right field, deking like he was going to make the catch. And then when the ball dropped down, Vogelback tried to get to second. He wasn't able to get there in time. So it uh, goes from an RBI single for Escobar to an RBI fielder's choice simply because uh, Vogelback got uh, got thrown out at second base. But still, the RBI there for Escobar and the Brewers adding to the lead. That makes it a 9 nothing game. Still not done yet. Christian Yelich comes to the plate. Swing and a smash. Fair down the left field line. That's Christian Yelich. This one's going to score a run. Escobar around third. He will score easily on a ripping double by Christian Yelich. And the Brewers add one more. Miguel Sanchez comes on in the ninth inning. He's able to throw a scoreless ninth. And the Brewers come away with the victory. Final score, 10-0 with the win. The Brewers go to 85-55, and 55, back to 30 games over 500 with the loss. The Phillies, they drop to a 71-67. and 67. Winning totals for the Brewers, 10 runs, 12 hits, no errors. They leave six. For Philadelphia, no runs, five hits, one error. They leave four. The winning pitcher, Eric Lauer, he's 5-5. Five and five. Aaron Nola takes the loss as he drops to 7-8, and eight, just one home run. It came off the bat of Avisael Garcia. It was his 25th of the year. The game lasting three hours and five minutes played in front of a crowd of 22,955 folks. Brewers come up uh, with the win, and now they look for a series win tomorrow if they can uh, win the rubber game of the match. We'll preview the series finale. We'll give you some uh, scores from around baseball as well. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio. This is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings after the Brewers pick up a 10-0 win the Brewers securing their Major League Best 17th shutout of the year. Did you know that? Did you know that uh, the Brewers have more shutout victories than any other team in uh, baseball? It was also their fifth win of 10-plus uh, runs, and it snaps a five-game losing skid against the uh, against the Phillies. Eric Lauer was really, really good. Let's go around the National League and tell you about some other games, either in the division or impacting uh, playoff races. In the division, Pirates, they hold off the Tigers today by a 3-2 score. It got a little bit interesting at the end, but the Reds do uh, knock off the Cubs by a 4-3 score at Wrigley. Wade Miley went 7, giving up a run on five hits as he picks up his 12th win of the year. Nick Castellanos, Jonathan India, each inning home runs for the Reds uh, as they uh, get an important win in terms of uh, their playoff chase. Uh, elsewhere in the uh, games of note in the National League, the Dodgers knock off the Cardinals 7-2. Albert Pujols hit a home run for the Dodgers in St. Louis. Right now, the Padres and the Angels, they are scoreless in the top of the 7th, so the Reds are very much rooting for the Angels in that game. The the Mets defeat the Marlins 9-4, and the Braves defeat the Nationals 8-5. So let's try to put our head around uh, the standings as it sits right now. 
In the Central, Brewers continue to lead the Reds by 11 games. In the West, the Giants continue to lead the Dodgers uh, by one game. But in the East, this win for the Brewers helps out the Braves because the Braves lead over the Phillies now up to two and a half games with the Mets sitting four games back. As far as the uh, wild card uh, positioning goes, uh, right now the Reds are a uh, half game back of the Padres for the second wild card, so the Padres are still playing. We'll see what ends up happening there. The Phillies have fallen two and a half games back, and then the Cardinals and the Mets, they are each four games back of the second wild card. The first wild card will go to either the Dodgers or the Giants, whichever one of those teams ends up not winning the National League West. So there is your playoff run down as it sits right now. We're going to do that on an everyday basis because things can change on an everyday basis, both in the wild card race well, in the wild card race in the National League East and the National League West. The National League Central, the only division that is essentially wrapped up. Brewers will look for a series victory against the Phillies coming up tomorrow night. For the Brewers, it'll be right-handed pitcher Freddie Peralta on the mound. He'll enter the game with a 9-4 and record and a 2.70 ERA. We'll see if he bounces back after his uh, last start, which was his first start back from the injured list where uh, it did not go the way he would have liked it to go, just through a couple innings. Kyle Gibson is going to get the start for Philadelphia. The right-hander is 10-6 and six with a 3.30 ERA, another 6.40 first pitch. That means our coverage begins at 6.05, and I will talk to you immediately following the game here on WTMJ.